Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Justice League podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 193 Ancient History, Alive, and Destroyer. Hi, pals. We're doing JLU one final time. I'm Al. I'm Maggie, and this is it. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, look, we've said before, we got a couple other things to cover, but mm-hmm. as far as the main series is go, this is all there is. This is the end, my only mm-hmm. friend. The end. I got a couple of good nuggets of information from the DC Wiki, because the, the reason we keep going back is mm-hmm. because they do occasionally, like, what they have done is consolidate all the interviews and uh, DVD commentaries and things that you and I might not necessarily have the time or desire to to chase down. They've put it all in one place, so mm-hmm. it's good. They can be insufferable, but one of the things they pointed out was that the titles for the final two episodes, Alive and Destroyer, were uh, Kiss albums, albums oh. by the band Kiss, and I don't know why that is. Well, it makes perfect sense that I didn't know p- pick up on that. I mean... All that apocalypse stuff feels very kiss to me. I mean, it does. It feels very giant 70s glam. Mm-hmm. Like, here's our ridiculous album covers. I, I would think more of a metal band, but uh, Kiss might work too. I mean, Kiss definitely has that like big sweeping rock vibe, you know? Yeah, but they're not as they're not as good as some other bands I can think of. I, I absolutely say. agree with that. I honestly, <laughs> I I like like two two Kiss songs, and it always mm-hmm. annoys me that I like them. I yeah, I mean, you know, what are you gonna do? But uh, don't like, oh, don't. Fuck, uh, I don't want to like Kiss. God damn it! <laughs> Come on, they sell uh, they sell the Kiss coffin. They and, sure uh, do, Al. A, a comic Fucking book printed with their blood. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey ends with God yes. Gave Rock and Roll to You, and I was listening to it, I'm like, this song fucking slaps. What is this? I looked it uh-huh. up, and it's like, fucking kiss? God damn it. I And the thing is, actually, no, that's that's Bogus Journey. Yes, um, that's what I said. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Excellent Adventure. Um, the soundtrack to that movie is so good, and then mm-hmm. there's a kiss song on there, and you're right, it's good too, but yep. come on. All right, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We, though, sure, so, we uh, sure do. This is not our kiss podcast. Uh, no, I don't think we have one of those. No, well, I don't think we have enough to say about Kiss. No, let's uh, let me let me kick things off by talking about the episode. What is called ancient history? Ancient history. That'll <sighs> be the name of our Kiss podcast. Uh-huh. Green Lantern is chasing down Gentleman Ghost, who floated all the way here from another show to steal some electronics. What they don't have Best Buy on the Brave and the Bold? Swooping in to assist John, because we definitely need two heroes to stop Gentleman Ghost, is... Oh, God, it's Hawkman again. I believe Nandor the Relentless summed up nicely when he said, This fucking guy. (laughs) The two of them easily defeat the bad guy, because, again, it's Gentleman Ghost. And as John tries to duck out as quickly as possible, Hawkman calls out, Hey, tell Shire I haven't stopped thinking about her for even a moment. Also tell her, It's kind of our thing, inside Mm -hmm. joke. John distills this down to the salient points. I saw your boyfriend today. Then leaves with Mari, which is Vixen's real name, apparently. We've never actually heard this out loud before, as far as I can remember, but this episode makes up for lost time by saying Mari about 700 times. 
Then that shadow guy from the Hawkman episode shows up, conks them both on their respective noggins, and drags them to ancient Egypt, or as it's known in your modern parlance, Egypt. <laughs> then Hawkgirl and her boyfriend, he's not my boyfriend, show up <laughs> and are similarly accosted by that shadow. Vixen, excuse me, Mari, is tossed off to the side, and the other three are plugged into that machine that made Hawkman crazy, presumably so they can all be made crazy. Uh, then the most of the rest of the episode is a story about some people in ancient Egypt, or as they called it in this flashback, Egypt, uh, who end up having no actual connection to these people. Because it turns out Shadowman exists solely to give Carter Hall all the sick, twisted things he's ever wanted. And let me just say, it's about time an entitled white dude had something like that. <laughs> Then they stop the shadow guy and John tells Shire that they're destined to end up together in the future. Uh, but also, he says, there's only two episodes of this show left, so I wouldn't get my hopes up about that future actually happening on screen. Also, it turns out we won't have, this is pretty much the last time you're going to see us do that. Yeah, exactly. We got too I... many action sequences in the next couple episodes. Also, I'm not in the next episode. Uh, Yeah, that's true. There's almost no heroes in the next no. episode. Which is not a bad choice. No. Um, Let me, let me just... Roll into my bad thing, though. Yeah. Because the season continues to follow up on things that demanded no follow up. Hawkman, for one. Mm -hmm. But also the whole dude, John and Shire end up back together because of the future thing, which I thought about this for a while. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I wasn't. Do I like the predestination? We saw this in the future, so it's going to happen thing because it it can be done well. Sure. And then I thought, no, I like it better as an ambiguous it's a nebulous possible future just hanging over our heads, but they, they've brought it up directly three or four times since mm. then. And I think it just cheapens the idea of like, maybe, maybe we'll end up together. Maybe we won't like making it like sort of focusing episodes on it. I think kind of lessens the initial impact that that's, a, I like the idea of John having to sort of tackle it, you know, like, yeah, I don't mind having him think about it or talk about it every yeah. now and then, but, but focusing stories on it. I no, think. that's the, that I don't, that I don't care about, you know? Yeah. But like having that be part of like his relationship with Mari mm -hmm. or and like, Shire. you know, I got to work with this woman and we're going to have a kid someday. Like, I don't love her anymore, but apparently I will again. Yeah. Yes. Like, I, I, I like, I like what that does to a person, but I don't yeah. want to, you know, no, it's don't, just, don't do episodes about it. Literally the second or third full episode where that's been the main focus. Yeah. And it's like, I, it was such an interesting thing to, to see the future and come back and, and just wonder, is that how time works in this universe? Mm -hmm. Are we definitely going to be together? Or is that just one possible future? And yeah, maybe not. And the, the, the more you make that, like, the more you look at it, the less it works for me. Yeah. But, you know. I and do also, like it at the end, uh, Hawkgirl going to Batman and being like, tell me about my kid. Because yeah, that, that conversation is going to be real short. Yeah. That was it. But at this point, he might as well, like, well, she knows. Mm-hmm. I guess I might as well say something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he seemed cool. He's like, you guys, you know, he's, he's like, tough. Where's a, where's a bird hat? Mm-hmm. Hits things with a mace. Oh, that's mm -hmm. good. Yeah, that's all. That's all I really wanted for a kid. You know, just mm -hmm. carry on the, our rich family tradition of hitting things with a mace. I'm just picturing a, a Thanagarian infant holding a rattle that's just a tiny mace. Yep. Can you say "caw"? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> He's getting there though. Uh. Um. 
And that's uh, my warhawk. <laughs> what a beautiful uh, baby. Hawkman has a has an axe made out of nth metal, and we know this because at the beginning of the episode, he's like, "My nth metal axe will yep. take care of." Oh my god! <laughs> Don't worry, Green Lantern. My yeah. nth metal ma- axe and and net. Uh huh. No, I know. My spear and magic helmet. Uh-huh. I I fucking love. Uh, Green Lantern is exactly as excited to see Hawkman as I am. No, his, because at first I thought this is really sort of stilted Saturday morning dialogue. And yep. then John reacts exactly that way. Yeah. yeah I, I know how Nth Metal works. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, that's great. You know, like I hung out with someone with an Nth Metal mat or a mace for fucking like ever. Also, we were invaded by guys with a lot of this stuff. So I feel like most people on Earth are at least passingly acquainted with it. Yeah. You know, like... Hot Girl at least, like, sort of did away with the whole, like, Thanagarian thing when she went back to being a superhero. Like, she's just wears civilian clothes and has wings because apparently they grow out of her back. Yeah. But, like, basically Hawkman's dressing up as, like, I don't want to say a Nazi, but, like. Yeah. He is dressing up as, like, one of the fascists that tried to take the planet over, so. No, and and the equipment he has mm-hmm. was like literally appropriated from them leaving that ship behind. I even in his first appearance, Batman said, "Yeah, this stuff's really hot on the black market. We tried to confiscate it all, but there's still some of it out there." I I love the idea that he shows up and people are like, "Jesus, Hawkman!" And Hawkman's just like, "No, no, don't worry. It's not it." Uh- I didn't take the aesthetic from the the evil birds that tried to rule us. I took it from ancient Egypt when those evil birds stole it, uh, stole the land of the of the people that lived there. So it's cool. Oh. Don't worry about it. And in the flashback, he says, "I I want to tame this savage continent. Yeah, Africa. Great, Africa, the savage continent. Yep. Good, good look for you, buddy." Also, the 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 line we, they didn't want to be worshipped as gods, but there was nothing they could do about it. I don't know about that. I feel like there's something there's, there could be done about that. Uh-huh. I'm just watching them like real, really, Carter, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, look, we didn't we didn't want to rule them. They made us. We had yeah. to do it to tame this savage land, dude. Oh, you boy. are digging such a hole. Now, I will say this is my good thing. I was ready to get mad about Hawkman's delusions actually being true. I kind of thought revisiting this and doing more flashbacks is like, oh, God, he was right the whole time. Like, no, it turns out Shadow Guy 9 was making him more delusional than he actually was. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that's actually not bad. Not a bad yep. twist. Also, this episode written by G. Off Johns, who apparently I know you have some opinions about. It. I don't remember. I he he basically like runs DC now at this point. Like. Okay. The whole sort of DC empire. It's um, weird that he would have the title editor when he doesn't even know how to spell Jeff. But That's true. Right. Uh, he has done some stuff I like. He has done some stuff that I fucking can't stand. So. Okay. Like his fla- his flash run back in the day, I quite liked his mm-hmm. um, <sighs> Doomsday Clock, the oh. sequel to Watchmen. Uh, oh, yeah. Where Superman and Dr. Manhattan fight is mm-hmm. awful. It is. I got that because of the art, and it was good. But mm-hmm. I, I was not oh, it's reading a the word balloons. Book. Yeah, no, I was not reading the text. I was just looking at the art. Yeah. No, if I you want to look only, at cool uh, superheroes looking awesome, like, hey, good news. This is like uh, I only read Playboy for the articles. I yeah. only read Doomsday Clock for the pictures. <laughs> 
it it's so i had someone at work at work who uh lent me their copy just because they're like i'm really enjoying this i'm like all right mm-hmm. you know what fucking i'll check it out yeah let and, me engage with a coworker who likes comics all right uh-huh. uh and i got like two issues in i'm like i hate this and also i don't yeah. want to have the conversation where i have to tell the guy at work that i hate this i'm sure you like you worked in a bookstore i'm sure you have ways of saying nice things about stuff you don't like to you know not mm-hmm. myself a customer right it's just i um this is i'm gonna go read watchman again <laughs> uh so back to Boy, the this whole didn't e- need a sequel nope so back to the whole egypt thing mm-hmm. uh, speaking of things that didn't need sequels this episode yep. uh back to the whole egypt thing this is kind of your bad thing i just i don't care about the whole extended egypt flashback man like no there's like 10 minutes of this episode that's just devoted to like, hey, here's Shaira and Carter, and it's not John, but it's kind of John, so like, it well, feels like they're a... trying to say something, and also, they're not saying it. Well, what they were trying to do, and we've seen, we've all seen stories like this, is like, reincarnated lovers, blah, blah, sure. blah, 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 and like, they're trying to feed into that, and like, hey, it turns out this dude... Uh, who was hanging around uh, these two, you know, gods or whatever, uh, ended up romancing the the queen and sleeping with her. And uh, then uh, the the Grand Vizier killed them Mm -hmm. because that's what Grand Viziers do. Yep. Uh, I am sorry. And and then the the king uh, killed himself, too. And I just want to say real quick. As far as uh, Kids Love Justice League moments, the DC Wiki kind of nailed this one. Mm hmm. With this sentence, this episode contains some of the most mature content in the DCAU, depicting infidelity, a double murder, and suicide. It sure does. Yeah. So anyway, you were saying. Oh, yeah. I just... So, like, we we have Carter's Grand Vizier, who really is just Grand Viziering all over this episode. Yep. Just like that, like, hanging out in the background with his, like, arms crossed behind him, just like, yes, my liege, I only bring this up, of course, so that your infinite wisdom will be aware of it, of course. In service of you. My, my liege. But, like, the bit, so basically he does the, the, uh, I don't know if he, like, the who will spare me from this troublesome priest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where Carter's like, I wish both of them had died. And mm-hmm. he just goes, oh, well, uh, time for me to spring into action, because mm-hmm. clearly that's a thing he actually wants to happen. Yep. So Carter finds their bodies all poisoned and shit. He's like, how could this happen? And the vizier comes up behind him and says, I murdered them just like you told me to. Mm-hmm. Carter goes, I didn't tell you to do that. And the look on the vizier's face where he's just like, oh. Really? Wow. He's so disappointed that, uh, that Hawkman is mad at him. Mm-hmm. Like, he really now, thought, it's just like, this guy's gonna give me such a high five after I kill his wife and best friend. The thing is, independent of, like, okay, remove the connection to Justice League and all sure. that. I didn't mind this, like, I I agree with you that it was a, a large portion of this episode that ultimately didn't matter and, and tried to get us to care about these characters, you know, and it was a little problematic and all that. Sure. But, First of all, the design of it was very good. The animation and all was quite good, I thought. They, mm-hmm. There were some good things. The love story I actually bought. And, like, like if you just watched this as a short and it wasn't a JLU thing, if it was just a, a, a little 10-minute short about, I don't know, some alien god in Egypt who fell for, like, one of their subjects. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of liked it in and of itself. 
I mean, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not bad. It's just sort of. And the, tra- the whole weird. tragic, like poisoning and all yeah. that. It just like, it had a very sort of like an old movie feel kind of, but, but again, it didn't fit any of this at all. It's, it's, it weirdly, it reminds me a lot of the, uh, the opening of the Brendan Fraser mummy. Mm. Very similar, like, uh, this, this king who's like wife is like having sex with his vizier or whatever. But then they just both get turned into mummies and come back to kill Brendan Fraser in the future. Mm. Well, you know, you Mm -hmm. do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, What was your good thing? Uh, Gentleman ghosts in this episode. (laughs) Uh huh. Gentleman ghosting around. Uh huh. (laughs) He stole some TVs (laughs) or something. I don't know what it was electronics of some kind. I just (laughs) fucking. Yeah, I don't know. It's just gentleman ghost. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, good to see you, buddy. <laughs> uh, like I said in my summary, though, he's kind of in the wrong show. Mm-hmm. Like he's boy, is he well suited to the Brave and the Bold? I just like we wrapped up uh, Brave and the Bold yesterday, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm just watching, and I'm just like, oh, it's so nice. One last chance to see gentleman ghost. I'll miss you, buddy. Mm-hmm. The, uh, this is another, like, do you see Wiki really nailing it this week? Mm-hmm. Um, they point out, uh, I didn't know this, Gentleman Ghost's presence in this episode is most likely a nod to his origin. He was a highway robber who was hanged by the 19th century reincarnations of Hawkman and Hawkgirl, but cast a spell not to pass on until his killers were dead. And they have the extra little bit here. Given that they've been around for 4,000 years, Gentleman Ghost has a slight problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think... I thought he might be a Hawkman villain, and I could not remember for the life of me. I know Shadow Thief mm. is. So, yeah, this uh, yeah. is just the Hawkman show with the two Hawkman villains that people have heard of. I mean, look, if there's corners of the DCU that are easier to get to by focusing on Hawkman or whatever, I get that. Like, he mm. is, he was one of the original Justice League members. Like, he is yeah. important. Like, I understand there's a bunch of comic shit that he's involved with. They also uh, did a uh, just a name check of uh, Teth Adam, who's uh, uh, one of Shazam's guys. Yeah, Black Adam. Yeah. He changed and the uh, hierarchy of the power of the, these, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bad like, I, I have, I didn't see it. I don't know. Oh, wait, we did. That's the one we watched. Is, Is it? it? I don't know. The animated one, you mean, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. I thought we'd, ah, fuck, I don't remember. I don't remember anything. It don't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is I recognized, oh, yeah, there's a guy from Egypt and they yeah. mentioned him. That's cool. Like, I'm surprised they didn't find a way to bring him into the store. I guess it would have been too many things. I, I guess. I know for a fact Jeff Johns fucking loves Black Adam, so. Mm. All right. Makes sense, uh, honestly. Yep. All right. Anything else? No. All right. Just, we have an awful lot to get to. We do have an awful lot to get to. Why don't you tell us about the first of the two Kiss albums, Alive? (laughs) Alive! All right, so uh, Legion of Doom headquarters is a rocket and a rollin' with Lex's latest attempt to reunite with his one true love, Brainiac. And his lady friend Tala's get pretty sick of being third wheel to a rock. She uses her magic to show Lex that this aspect of Brainiac contains absolutely no aspects of Brainiac. And, well, unfortunately, it appears to contain aspects of Brainiac proving Lex right. Nice one, Tala. Either have done that in the first ten episodes, or keep your magic mouth shut. Yeesh. (laughs) 
Anyway, Lex starts bringing together his plan to reunite with Brainiac and become like unto a god. Lex finishes his preparations on Legion headquarters and then launches it into space. He starts planning to send Gorilla Grodd cheesy movies, but unfortunately for him and his robot friends, Metallo and Crow, Tala has already freed Grodd. That'll, that'll show you, Tala says. Show me what, Lex says, clearly not, a, not aware that he's been dating Tala for several months. Everyone fights each other. Giganta returns exactly long enough to prove once again that she is terrible at being giant. Toy Man gets a cool crack at his head. And finally, Lex mind controls Grodd and tosses his big red ass out of an airlock. I'll be back! Grodd shouts as the oxygen rushes from his lungs and he explosively decompresses. Or wh whatever actually happens when you throw a gorilla into space. <laughs> then Lex and his friends hook Tala up to a big magic blender so they can reconstitute Brainiac. You were always planning to, to betray me, weren't you, says Tala. Wh which one were you again? Lex would reply if he'd actually been listening to her, but he's far too excited about the return of his robot love, which is a different song than Radar Love. The energy and the magic and the space rocks and the monkey corpse all join together and reform into Superman's greatest nemesis, Dar Dark Side. Whoops. Mm. I feel like NASA definitely knows what happens when you throw a gorilla into space. I'm sure they do. They did it for years. Uh, mm -hmm. But I personally uh, don't and also didn't want to do the research. No, God, no. Just, God, I got a lot of pictures of decompressed gorillas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, th the, uh... the, th the thing is, every time someone tells me what happens when you actually put someone in space, it turns out that it's wrong. Yeah, because and... movies and other fiction want to mm -hmm. make it more dynamic, and I think it's less, like... It, it, it's less visually interesting. Yeah. You know, it's just like you're just not alive anymore. I, at the end of the day, I just go back to uh, what what I learned from Space Quest and assume that you explode. Well, yes, of course. But since we're talking about it, this is your good thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bit where Lex flushes Grodd out of the airlock is so fucking awesome. Like, this episode <laughs> in general is crawling with badass Lex moments showing why he's the best villain in the DCU. But, mm -hmm. like... That one, mm, ah, the kiss of a chef. Well, and they don't do the, it turned out, like, because really, the only possible way he could have survived is if the heart of gold showed up with the improbability yep. drive 29 seconds in. But uh, <laughs> no, he's he's fucking dead. He just, he just straight up murdered Grodd, and that was that. Yep, yep. And Lex, in this episode, is basically uh, the way Batman is often written in the DCU these days, where he's got like file cards with everyone's weaknesses and he's yep. prepared for them, you know? It's you while you guys were throwing me a welcome to the Legion of Doom party, I was putting together an extensive document on how to kill all of you. Look, I've got a I've got a freaky medallion that stops Tala's dumb magic. Mm -hmm. I've got like I got all this stuff, man. <laughs> Lex, I swear I love you. Hmm? Uh-huh. What? She was it me or was she layering on the moose and squirrel? Like she said, "Oh yeah, this is the chase of a wild goose." I also, <laughs> I also feel like this is the most she I've seen her talk. No, she's like, been she's, she's featured fairly prominently this I, season. She's been around and she she talks, but this is the most I've seen her. Like like she's like right. a main part of this episode, and yeah. you're not wrong. <laughs> Every time she said "wild goose," I'm just thinking she should be chasing squirrel and moose. <laughs> Lex, please, forget about Brainiac. We have mm -hmm. to decide how to kill Moose and Squirrel. Mm-hmm. And oh. Superman. Right, Su Moose and Squirrel and Superman. Super, super man. I'm your fearless leader now. 
Uh huh. There was a bit where she said something like, "Oh, she was she went back to Grodd." Mm-hmm. And she basically said, "Grodd is leader now." And was like, if you just said "fearless leader," that's all. That's, <laughs> yep. You're just half a step away from there. I miss having sex with your giant gorilla. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, so does Giganta. They have a whole weird little cat fight over it. Yep. Yep. There's enough women here that it it didn't feel like, you know, I don't know, say Brave and the Bold level, like, sure. uh, sexist cat fight. But it mm-hmm. was definitely like, uh, you stole my boyfriend, you bitch. <laughs> I mean, fair. I know. It's just funny. <laughs> Why don't you shut up, giant gorilla woman? <clears throat> Why don't you shut up, tiny magic woman? And then... Uh, Giganta would say something, but instead she trips over a power line and falls down some stairs. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, terrible at being huge. Lex, why did you put power lines in this spaceship? I don't. I, I don't have to talk to you right now. <laughs> and the, also, it was clearly to reunite me with my great love, Brainiac. Mm-hmm. The visual of the giant Darth Vader head flying around just made me think of Zardoz the whole time. Yep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love that Brainiac lives in a big head of himself. Well, that too. I was talking about the Legion of Doom headquarters, but yes, now I just realized riffing on your idea that they're lovers, and you're not the only one to think that. I did too, but mm-hmm. look, you it's made all the jokes subtle. just now. No, but he wanted to fly the big uh, headquarters that looks like a head to the Brainiac head so he could push them together and they could kiss in space. <laughs> I would love if uh, when he launches the Legion of Doom headquarters into space, like it cracks open and the Darth Vader helmet comes off and it's Lex's head. Mm hmm. Just the big gold head flying through space. Uh, well, speaking of gold, mm-hmm. there was a moment where some entirely disposable rando <laughs> cannon fodder dude steps up and I thought and, and wrote down in my notes, who the fuck is Goldface here? And then someone <laughs> said, Goldface, you have something to say? <laughs> His name is Goldface. Goldface, you look like you have something to say. <laughs> Do you? Like, did my stupid joke from having just woken up and not really being able to form good jokes yet mm-hmm. make it on the screen somehow? Yeah, that's Goldface, baby. All right. And there's a stop. solid gold face. <laughs> Which Lex melts off, and then in the next scene, he's fine again. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? You got real digitally. Uh, he, uh, he's, Lex uh, melts his face off, and then in the next scene, he's like, uh, beware of what happened to Goldface. And then you just see him, and he's fine. So Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he seemed really upset about his face getting melted, but I guess it just wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> so maybe Grodd is okay, based on that. Yeah? I, I didn't kill anyone. I'm a good guy. Mm-hmm. Look, there's all these photos of me back-to-back with Superman helping out. Uh, no, that's not till the next episode. <laughs> uh, there will be. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. But your kids I, will love it. I used AI to make a picture of myself next to Superman being best friends because I'm evil. I mean, what is Brainiac really but AI? Yes, exa- exactly. That's, that's why Lex wants access to Brainiac because uh, evil, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, I continue to love the just absolute obsessed, like Lex wants to get back to Brainiac thing. That's, that's still very good to me. It's 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 a really, like, neat take on we, we've talked about this a million times. Lex's evolution is, has been so interesting on this show, you know? Yeah, and we get one last beat of that in the next one, which I call We do, yeah. Yep. 
<sighs> this um, is sort of what I'm okay. talking about. Like, I think Lex might be the best villain in the DCU. And, like, the only mm-hmm. sort of, like, runner-up is the Joker. And we lose him along the way. Yeah. Like, whereas also- Lex has just this great through line from Superman to here. Well, Joker is sort of fundamentally a street-level guy, so you can only do so much with him, whereas Lex Lex interacting with Brainiac kind of makes sense. Oh, yeah. Not, and, not that uh, I wouldn't like to see the Joker wear Brainiac as a hat. Well, yeah, but, you know, that would be more funny than, mm-hmm. like, like it would be slightly implausible and that would be the joke, but, like, you know, I what I like about Lex is if there's any human who's going to, like slip the surly bonds of fucking mortality and, mm-hmm. and, you know, touch God. It's probably Lex. I mean, he touched God one time and he was like, more d- more God touching, please. Mm-hmm. We would um, like to live as gods. Uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, what was my bad thing? Oh, yeah. I had a tough time finding a, a bad thing in this episode. I really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. This go so let's go back to this old chestnut, which is Lex's super science flashes at the beginning of the episode uh, made my head hurt. This I is think- a reoccurring problem in animation, where a light starts flickering and my head starts to hurt. I feel like you might be like if there's like a uh, 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 what do you call it epileptic spectrum. I feel like mm-hmm. you might be on it. Like I think you might be right. The thing like it's not normally a thing that that like bothers me. It's just certain types of flashing. You know. Yeah. I mean that's not that's not good. I'm no, just saying I, like I don't know that it affects most of the audience that way. That is that is not to say that what you're complaining about isn't real or that they shouldn't stop doing that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying like it's interesting that, that, that like I don't notice that usually. Yeah. It might also just like I watch these on my computer so I'm pretty close to the monitor too. Like I do that too though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You're broken is what I'm saying. I look, I could have told you that years ago. <laughs> this uh, isn't news well all right my my bad thing i'm glad you like this i genuinely do mm-hmm. but uh, i did not this was just endless fight scenes there were there were a lot of individual moments mm-hmm. but in terms of plot there's almost none lex makes a spaceship and goes to touch brainiac's face and then it's dark side and yep. then it's dark side oh God damn it. Whereas he when when he showed up, I was like, hell yeah. (laughs) More of this gentleman. No, thank you. I'm good. I don't know. I had a great time just watching like villains fucking slug it out. It's not a thing that they they do very often and just like It is true. We haven't seen like all villains fight all other villains, and I, I suppose that was good. It's just, you know, sometimes you're on the same page as me with uh there's too many fight scenes, and sometimes you're not. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to, to tell me, you. I'm, to um, me, what you were complaining about last week is the same as this. Uh-huh. It depends on the fight scene, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I enjoyed this one. This one was boring, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know. Fair enough. Uh, look, I don't know. I like, contain multitudes, okay? I got a lot <laughs> well, going that's, on. That's what you've said. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I did like that they were sort of split down the middle and, and fighting amongst themselves. And mm-hmm. there were, like I said, a lot of individual good moments. But like uh, they did the thing with, with Toy Man where he's like, la, 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 la. Yeah. Like, oh, look, he's using a yo-yo as a weapon. Oh, no, that's what that not what that's for. It's a toy usually. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a crazy, wacky. <laughs> uh, Jesus fucking Christ. Again I, 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 sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I love uh, Killer Frost gets like paired up against him for this episode. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I hate this guy. Killer Frost, I will say. She's got a weird little through line in this episode where she is desperately trying to claw her way out of the D list Mm -hmm. where it's like she's never really had an episode to herself. We don't really know whose guy she is. She just kind of showed up in the crowd scenes and now she's a guy. But like it it was interesting to me that by the end of the episode, he's like, uh, why shouldn't I just get rid of every single one of the mutineers? And she just ices all the rest of them and says, but not me. Right. Right. And my friends. (laughs) You're really clawing your way up to, like, at least C or B list now. That's pretty good. I like that initiative, Killer Frost. You'll go far in this uh, in this mm-hmm. company. Yep. You'll make vice president for this. <laughs> Sinestro's like, what the fuck? I wanted to be vice president. I mean, we find out in the next episode that these guys, uh, their ship blows up, and the only reason they don't die is because Sinestro keeps them alive in a bubble. Yep. So, like, Sinestro definitely like earns you know a vp spot for that yeah i spend Uh, all like i spent this entire series like with sinestro in the background never really doing anything but just always sort of being like like if lex is pulling a heist or whatever usually sinestro is one of the four guys he brings with him and i was like why is sinestro doing this and i always forget this is before anything happened with that character he just like he was just like a guy who was mad at Green Lantern a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they never really gave him anything on the show, which is fine for us because mm-hmm. we covered a lot of Sinestro stories for the for the Patreon that we got real sick of. All and were bad what, and all were the same as each other. Yeah. And, you know, forcing us to make the same joke, which is, oh, his name is Sinestro. How do you not know he's a bad guy? Yeah. I don't want to make that joke, but I, I have to. I'm obligated <laughs> to. Come on. <laughs> Lex is just like, I like the cut of your jib, Sinestro. You put it all on Front Street. I don't know what that means. <laughs> is that an expression? Sure. Okay. It's a, You know what it is? Is It's a thing I've heard Kevin Smith say enough times that I'm like, well, that Uh-oh. clearly is a thing that people say. All right. I mean, it might be. I don't know. Huh? I don't know. Um, oh, I did, uh, you didn't mention there's a near the end. There's a there's a full on just Uatu moment where. Like, oh, Yeah. Some jackass in a chair with a biblical name. So he's he's got to be a Kirby guy, right? Oh, he's a he's, he's a new gods guy. So like, uh, of course he he's going to show is. up and you'll be like, oh man. He stops time and says to Lex, "Hey, you're meddling with forces you couldn't possibly comprehend, dude." Everyone says this to Lex. He's not going to listen to you. What are you yeah, doing? You basically just put the welcome mat out for out for Lex so he could be like, "Oh, I'm uh, oh meddling mm-hmm. where I shouldn't dare. I do dare, though." Look, look, Lex lives his life uh, by the philosophy of a video game. Whereas if a if a door says "keep out," that's the door you want to go into. Yeah, you got to go in there. The stuff's Obviously. in there. Yeah, I don't play a lot of video games, and I know that. Mm-hmm. I, I I love that by that metaphor, uh, the princess he's trying to save is Brainiac. That makes me really happy. <laughs> but it turns out he was in another castle. It was in another castle, and Darkseid was in this castle. Uh-huh. 
Um, then we get to see Lex slide down the flagpole and uh, drop Darkseid into the lava. Oh, if only. <laughs> Except the lava is where I'm from. Of course it is. <laughs> now I will talk about how bad I am for 20 minutes. Shut up. Then Lex shoots him with his gun. He turns into a Goomba and falls in the lava. That, that I would love that. Um, the DC Wiki, uh, like, again, a lot of good stuff from them this time. Mm -hmm. um, another good fact, which is... Uh, um, in Dead Reckoning, Luthor usurped Grodd as leader of the Legion and subsequently kept him around as a prisoner. In The Great Brain Robbery, Dr. Polaris attempted an unsuccessful coup of his own to seize the Legion's leadership, which was easily squelched by Luthor. In this episode's Civil War, Team Luthor soundly defeated Team Grodd. Luthor's record in Legion mutinies is a perfect 3-0. <laughs> I love that. I like some nerd who's like, wait a minute, I can, I can put this in sports metaphor. Yep. That that feels like a like a stat that would be on Lex's trading card, you know? Absolutely, it's very good. M Mutinies three to one or three to zero. Yeah, like you guys, uh, like yeah, he sucks at running this thing. That's that's mm -hmm. canonical fact. But uh, also, once he's in charge, he's fucking in charge. Yeah, no. If you try to take it from him, you're gonna have a bad day. Mm -hmm. You're gonna be a gorilla out the airlock, which yep. should be a common expression. That should be a metaphor that people use all the time. Uh huh. And it really shot uh, the gorilla at the airlock. Mm-hmm. But that's that means, like, you're really getting shit done. Yeah. Like, it's not a bad thing at all. Whereas if you say, wow, you really melted Goldface, it just shows uh -huh. that you're good at taking initiative. I guess. But then he just shows up in the next scene where he's fine. Where it, it, It's more like the illusion of, of initiative. Mm. The uh. illusion of initiative is how I do everything at work. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's how most of us coast through life, I think. You're not... I mean, yeah. Uh, you're not special there. You're special in so many ways, though. Ah, oh, thanks, buddy. All right. Anything else about this episode? I think that's it. All right. Going to well, move on to um, Destroyer, mm, another mm, Kiss album. Mm. I may be the wrong person to summarize this episode because I didn't care about almost anything that happened. But hey, this entire season of JLU was largely unnecessary. So why not wrap things up with one hugely unnecessary sequence of boring fights preceded by a montage of all the heroes putting their shoes on and driving to where the boring fights happen? Oh, and let's not forget the driving force behind this all, the supremely one-dimensional villain who won't shut up about how great he is, despite zero existing evidence to back this up. If you didn't think Darkseid had like 17 minutes of monologues to this effect, then you don't know how this guy works at all. Superman's got it covered, though, with his plan of punching Darkseid repeatedly in his stupid face. Which, honestly, is exactly what I'd do if I were Superman. <laughs> then Lex gets a hold of an evil math problem that stops Darkseid. It's exactly as dumb as it sounds. Yeah, look, this is the final episode of a sprawling epic that spanned 14 years and hundreds of episodes. It's the last note of an interconnected symphony of quality so high that it hasn't been matched in almost 20 years of nonstop superhero narratives. I wanted to write a big, glowing, heartfelt summary about all this and not just complain about how lame Darkseid is for the 17th time. But they really didn't give me a whole lot to work with here. I started to feel bad about this until I remembered just how profoundly stupid an evil math problem is. <laughs> yeah, so it turns out I was definitely the wrong person to summarize this episode. Why don't we just wash the taste of my bitter irritation out of your collective mouths by going right to Maggie's good thing? So at the end of the day, I am the most basic woman alive. 
This episode is almost exclusively the banging of all of the toys in the toy box together, and it makes me clap my little hands in delight. I could honestly watch this Saturday morning cartoon bullshit for absolutely ever. This was a wonderful cap for this show, and I loved it so much. The fight with Darkseid alone is such an amazing tribute to the death of Superman without all of the stupid doomsday crap, and it contains a reference to Nightfall. Fuck. I love comics. I love cartoons. I fucking love superheroes. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that Blue Fucking Devil does two things and says one line, and that was worth the weight of the entire series and indeed this entire podcast. Yeah, I thought he never spoke, so you got I thought so nice too. And then he's like, I'll help. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> I wonder if they had a big board. It was like, okay, this is really probably our last one this time. What haven't we gotten to yet? Mm -hmm. Well, we keep showing this guy, but he hasn't said anything. All right, well, there's no room for him in the story, but let's at least give him one line. There's some weird chick hanging around outside the studio with a blue devil t-shirt on, banging on a pot and yelling at us. So (laughs) here's a little something for you, Megs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, and look. I know, I know I complain about it a lot. I know, I really do. But really, it was just the same thing we've seen. Like, it's the complaint we've had for this whole season, which Mm. is this again. Like, they really didn't bring anything new to most of this. It's just more, like, we've even had this specific guy invade the Earth before. Oh, yeah. It's all just the same stuff. There's nothing, like, yeah, again, there's a lot of good moments during all the fight scenes. There really are. There were a lot Mm -hmm. of moments where I said, that's great. That's a good use of that. That's whatever. But, but. Story-wise, and I'm not even comparing it to the Cadmus arc anymore. It just, it was just all the shit we'd seen before. I mean, you you are absolutely correct. Like, I am not going to say you're wrong, but I just didn't care. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if it had been 23 minutes of all the shit we'd seen before with Brainiac, I probably mm-hmm. would have liked it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. I just, you know. I just, you know I, I am a sucker for Darkseid showing up and, like, talking about how great he is and then Superman punching him in the face. Yeah. Superman's- also, Superman's got that, like, uh, the speech about the world full of cardboard that I really love. So, okay, yeah, there is that speech where he's like, I always have to hold back. I always have to, like, make sure I don't hurt anybody. But now that you're around, I don't have to do that. And it's a great speech. It is. Yep. Absolutely. But I had that in mind as the as we watched from Superman on. It doesn't really track because that's not the case. So mm-hmm. this this version of Superman, one of the things we liked was how not like all powerful he was. Like, he, yes, he was knocked on his ass all the time. And oh, yeah. He was using his full strength against guys that it didn't do anything against. So, like, it's a great speech, but it doesn't really work. I mean, you're not wrong. But I this whole episode really is. Don't really think about it. It's a fun thing in the moment. And it yeah. doesn't really mean anything. That's that's what it is. And. I think the fundamental difference between you and me is you have a greater appreciation for that kind of thing than I do. I mean, there's just something like there's just something visceral like this. This episode gets down in my gut about like just fucking, you know, it's fucking idiots in colors beating the shit out of each other. I love that. I like it. Okay, what I like is like with the Cadmus arc. Mm -hmm. I hate to keep bringing it back to that. But look, this show showed me how it could be done. When you when you have a lot of good character driven story that then results in that, I'm mm-hmm. much more invested than oh look his dark side. Gosh, I wonder if he's really going to take over the earth. Of course he isn't. He might though. What if he does? 
What if he gets his evil math problem? <laughs> God, the anti-life equation his... is the stupidest. What he wants is some numbers that will make everyone die. Yep. What? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. The, uh... The... I have no follow-up to that. I just... I... <laughs> I think the anti-life equation is cool. Yeah, but what we what I've said from the beginning is I think all that that dark side fourth world stuff is dumb, and you never disagree, but you like it. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the difference. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I also really love thing? the big oh, Kirby tanks that are supposed to be drilling giant holes in the earth so that uh, Dark Side can fill them with fire mm. for no yeah, reason, he's... just. He's I wanna... tapping into the energy of the the Earth's molten core, which I'm sure Megatron did about 17 times. I mean, fair. That's just some real 80s toy commercial shit, you know? I'm going to build huge holes that'll make fire come out of them. What what is what does that do exactly? It's gonna really fuck this planet up, is what it's gonna do. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm turning into Lex again. Well, you know. No, Kal-El, you have to do like this and talk about how evil you are. Blah, 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 blah. I'm going to take your brain and smear it all over the galaxy. He always says that and he never does it. I'm the darkest of dark sides. Uh-huh. Uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, yeah, so there's no real payoff to the Luther Brainiac thing. And I just, I guess I was sort of looking forward to that for this entire season. And I'm kind of surprised that it just doesn't happen, you know? I look, I love Brainiac and I don't know if you've picked up on this, but I don't mm-hmm. particularly care for Dark Side, but I I kind of like the red herring aspect of it. I kind of like chasing this thing this whole season and mm-hmm. then it, nope, nope, guess what? Because it was good plotting. Last time we saw Dark Side and thought he died, he blew up inside the the big Brainiac head. Mm-hmm. So it tracks that some aspect of Brainiac would be reaching out to Lex, but it's not actually Brainiac, it's Dark Side who died in dark side you know what i mean like i mm. i get that like i understand that but uh, you know i still don't like the payoff but i kind of like the misdirect sure but no, I, the, I appreciate when, it, when you know you it, wanted it when he shows up it's like oh it's uh, oh fuck it's dark side like i like that moment i just mm-hmm. i really thought that like this episode this was going to end with like luther and brainiac reconnecting and then they fight dark side or something you know mm-hmm also, I could have sworn up and down that there was something like th- th- there was some sort of ending to that, and I guess there just isn't. Well, like I said, like like I believe Darkseid absorbed bits of Brainiac because he had it in his costume. And, mm. Oh, that's true. And he, like, I think he had some of the technology. Maybe, like, I think he was the one calling out to Lex costume. the whole time. Um, maybe I don't know. But also, they do acknowledge this whole time that like Luthor stopped hearing Brainiac, so it wasn't. Like a crazy delusion. It was a thing that was really happening to him the whole time. Um, my bad thing. Yeah, uh, you know, apart from the obvious, um, they have a whole sequence of you know various uh, heroes fighting the ways that they fight, and the mm-hmm. villains too. They jump into the fight too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, everyone um, sort of gets to do their their thing. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a great bit where Hawk Girl is holding Atomic Skull mm-hmm. and points him. At some parademons or whatever, like he's a gun and he shoots his fire breath, like just wields him like a weapon. Yep. That's very good. But Zatanna fights some parademons with a top hat full of doves. I, um, I love that. Okay. I, I think she also should have used like a rabbit or something like. All right. Great. Okay. 
That's fine. Zatanna, the only magician I like. Mm, all right. I just, I, I don't know. What the fuck are the doves going to do? They're just going to blonk harmlessly against the things and then she gets murdered, you know? I mean, like, a flock of doves took out that plane that Sully was on, so, like, <laughs> maybe she's going to Sully right. them. Yeah, I suppose so. Mm-hmm. All right. Didn't expect a Sully reference. <laughs> Never know what to expect with you. The, that, that's why this relationship has worked for as long as it, as it has. That's I'll, true. I always keep you guessing. That's true. Um... My good thing, yeah. I, I didn't mention this in my summary because I was so blinded with, with rage. Um, <laughs> but we do get the return of the Martian Manhunter, Jean Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, he is now an elderly Asian man with an elderly Asian girlfriend or wife. Yep. Uh, touring the uh, Great Wall of China. But I, the larger point is he's decided to take the form of a human and just live quietly with another human. And he seems happy. And... I just thought it was a nice payoff to, I have to go live among humans and, and try to sort my shit out. And it feels like he's gotten there. It, it, that really made me happy. You know, it's 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 a tiny, tiny moment. But, like, they're basically fighting on the Great Wall of China. And this old man sort of shows up and is like, I'll help. And he starts punching parademons. And Wonder Woman's like, what the fuck? And then yeah, because Wonder Woman's like, no, I don't, I don't think you can help. And then, mm-hmm. like, a parademon comes flying toward her and crashes into a tank. And she's like. Okay, maybe you can. Who are uh, you, you? You know what? Actually, I'm going to shut up. Yeah, all right. Uh, and then he turns into a dragon, and then he turns into Jean. And it's a really mm-hmm. sweet moment. Mm-hmm. It is. It genuinely is. She's just like, Jean! He's like, yeah, I've, I've, I've been real busy in the last three months, but uh, it's nice to see you. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't know if you noticed, but like his sort of manner of speech after, like, he's less stiff when he's yes. talking, even in the Jean voice. Like, he's mm-hmm. more relaxed and more, like casual and just like yeah i think he's he's starting to figure his shit out and i i love that for him the the bit at the very end where he's on the phone he's like yes i'll be home in time for dinner i'm like oh sean <laughs> yeah good for good. you buddy yeah um there's the bit where uh batman manages to outrace uh dark side's dumb zigzag eye beam things yep and uh, Darkseid goes, no one has ever avoided my Omega Beam. Like, really? Imagine how much more you could hit if you just fucking shot in a straight line, you jackass. <laughs> Ooh, no, it looks no, so much cooler this way. At, oh, you went around I'm a corner? Greatest. My I-beams uh-huh. can also go around a corner. Ooh, look at it. You never know where this crazy cup and ball are going to go. Shut up. Just die. Ah, and then, of course, he's got something called the Agony Matrix. Mm-hmm. That's like a net that he has that makes Superman hurt all the time. Uh-huh. He could just show up and make me hurt all the time. <laughs> Fucking dark side. <sighs> and then he's so powerful, he's got to use kryptonite anyway. Yeah, he's well, he's got his kryptonite. Uh, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, but, right? Thank you. Like, you... you- you can't just stop Superman with the, the power of your power that you're always fucking going on about. You got to get. No, no, I need kryptonite. I'm, I'm not I very just, good at this. <laughs> I've used my agony net and my laser eyes. And now I have a special knife I keep in my glove just to stab you with. <sighs> I put a lot of thought into beating you up, Superman. And I still suck at it. <laughs> so bad. Just so bad. <laughs> How could I be so bad at this? <sighs> oh, I loved it. It's so good. I know. And I'm glad you did. I legitimately am. Yeah. 
Uh, one thing we should talk about, and this is one final way that the DC Wiki genuinely came through for us. Yes. Uh, is the last bit where we see all the heroes. So the villains are like, hey, we helped you guys. Why Why would you put take us back to jail? And Batman does his great evil smirk. And he's like, five minute head start. That's so good. That's and good. it's such and a then, great way to leave that character too. Yeah, and especially since then, wait, no, because then Superman says, um, what are you doing? He's like, don't you have a tall building to leap off of? It's Which so is also good. very good. But um, then they all, like, so then the, the conceit is all the heroes are then running after the villains. Mm-hmm. And so the last set of uh, shots is various heroes sort of running toward the camera and it's broken down in specific groups. Yes. And this is where, again, the DC Wiki put all this together. So I'm just going to read this because this is this is genuinely interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts with Buona Beast and Metamorpho, created by Bob Haney. Then you get Steel, created by Louise Simonson. I feel like she must have made more than one, but... Uh, I th- oh, yeah. Uh, then you got the question, Captain Adam the Creeper, Hawk and Dove, created by Ditko. Oh, shit. Th- yep. That's, That's the so one I cool. spotted. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know all this? No, I didn't know this. Oh, this is the thing we were breaking down on the board years ago. I thought I thought you remembered all this. Nah. Um, then you get Stargirl, Stripe, Crimson Avenger, Vigilante, and Shining Knight, which are the seven soldiers of victory, which yep. you identified a couple weeks ago. Um, then you get Our Man, Dr. Midnight, Wildcat, Dr. Fate, which are the JSA. Yep. Then you get Vibe, Vixen, Commander Steel, and Gypsy, which are the Justice League Detroit, which mm-hmm. I know nothing about, but all nope. right. Then you get uh, Booster, Elongated Man, Fire and Ice, which are the JLI. Mm-hmm. Then you get Zatanna, the Atom, Red Tornado, Black Canarian, Green Arrow, which is the Justice League Satellite era, which that's the that's the Grant Morrison bit, right? No, uh, Satellite's the 70s stuff. Oh, okay. All right. It's, not, it's, then, like, betu- it's like between Detroit and uh, the the uh, JLI stuff, I think. Oh, so like right before Crisis? I think so, yeah. Okay. And then you get the the core seven of the show, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you it it the last three are Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, the Trinity. And yeah. then the very last one is Batman because everything started with Batman. Yeah. So like they put a lot of thought into which characters you see together and which order they come out in, and it's it's all very good. That's so cool. Yeah, I thought you knew about all that. No, so. I didn't know that. That's that's awesome. Yeah. It's very well put together, I thought. Huh. Uh, and I think that's, that's about it. I've, yeah. uh, I've been having some internet issues with this one and I wouldn't mind talking about this some more, but I'm worried we're going to drop out in the middle of a, a I mean, thing. So yeah. probably have to start wrapping this up, but do you have any sort of final thoughts? I, I think that's everything. I'm going to miss this show. You know, like I really, I've really enjoyed, like, even if the, the, the highs, like it hasn't been as consistently excellent as I thought going into this. It's been so much fun just revisiting all of this show, you know? Yeah. I still think this last season was largely unnecessary. But sure. It had a lot of good moments in it. Yeah. It was still, and it was still fun. I looked forward to, to getting to watch these every week and talk about them, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, same. this absolutely. is the good shit. This is what I'm here for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And to think in a couple of weeks, we're going to be watching Picard season two. Oh boy. She eats bad. Then I'll be begging for your internet to fuck up. <laughs> oh no, we're doing this. Uh huh. We've had stuff to say about that for two years. We need to get that out of our systems. Oh yeah. Good. Um, but we're not quite done with this show yet. Um, I've mentioned this before, but next week 
it's going to be a bit of a short week. We're just covering a, a handful of well, shorts. Like mm-hmm. there's only three of them. So uh, not much to talk about there. But then the final week, there is one direct video movie that's part of this continuity, uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five. So that'll mm-hmm. be that'll be the last thing we, we talk about here. Yeah. Uh, then we have a mail show. So if you want to write to us, you got one last chance. Kids love Batman podcast at Gmail. Please do. Mm-hmm. Then we're closing up shop. That's it. Yeah, that's it. We have put the final uh, Brave and the Bold episode in the can for the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get access to all of those, uh, patreon.com slash Algar. And bonus episodes of the Post-Atomic Horror, which we're going back to, will be available there once we finish this. So there's still going to be more content. Yes. Uh, if no you're interested, we'll be going into, uh, we're doing uh, Lower Decks over there. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, so. if you want to hear me get blindingly re- angry... Uh, that's absolutely worth a dollar a month. I'll tell you that much. As I've said many times before, it's nice because I'm usually the one. Like mm-hmm. most people listening to this are going to be like, "Why is he so mad about Dark Side? That was cool." I'm like, I get it. I'm I'm in the minority. I understand. But it's going to be nice that you're that one with lower decks. I don't like it either, but I am not as angry about it as you are. I just hate it so much. I know, and I love that so much. Uh huh. All right, so. That's all for this week, mm-hmm. and I guess that's it. Yeah, see you, folks. Twala. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt. Copyright 2023, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.